Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. Call now, The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. It's July 24, 2021. Welcome to Radio Law Talk. I'm your host, Frederick Penny with Denise Dirks. Todd Kunin and our producer Cal Hunter, we welcome you. Call us at 855 Law Radio. Again, 855 Law Radio. We love our fans. We love you out there listening to us. Thank you to all the new affiliates. The newest affiliate, by the way, is KGDC, 1320 AM and 92.9 FM and 102.3 FM, Walla Walla, Washington, KHSS, 100.7 FM, Athena, Oregon. Welcome to our show. We love having you here. But most of all, we enjoy the Amargosa Valley in Nevada, our first affiliate of all times. We thank them always because who knows where Amargosa Valley is, but uh, they are the I first like affiliate. I the Amargosa we, Valley. We do. This is by far the most exciting, entertaining, and, and sometimes informative show on earth. Uh, remember, uh, seek local counsel. We're not giving legal advice. We are talking about general Topics of law. Listen to this. We're going to talk about some really cool things today, especially case or no case, which those of you who are first joining us is where our illustrious producer, Cal Hunter, likes to uh, actually stump the panel and and talk about a case. And then uh, once he talks about the case... Um, he tells it, it might be a fake case or a real case, and then we have to, as a, attorneys, give an opinion as to what we think uh, the outcome is. We're going to talk today about complaining about your neighbors. A new law in Florida. It's very interesting what's going to happen now once you complain about your neighbors. Also, state court rulings about gas stations and drunk drivers. Yes, gas stations and drunk drivers we're going to talk about. We got Bill O'Reilly, uh, the latest uh, issues. He is, uh, this is actually a very in- interesting thing when it comes to uh, NDAs, which is non disclosure agreements. We're going to talk about that. Legal consent of a minor to get married. Here's another interesting thing uh, that is going on. We're going to talk about that. 
the NCA ruling. We have followed this ruling for quite some time about the NCAA. The United States Supreme Court came down determining whether or not the NCAA and college students can use their likeness. They actually didn't talk about it specifically, likeness, but they hinted on it. And then now the NCAA has changed some of its rules, and boy, oh boy, are the floodgates open, and we're going to talk about the floodgates and that. We're talking about Britney Spears. There's got to be something like that. Cal's got to be ready for something about when we talk Britney Spears. we gotta, we got to think of something. Uh, 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 yep. <laughs> there you go, Cal. The crickets when we talk about Britney Spears. Uh, $200 million lawsuit. We're going to tell you why this is important to you. Mississippi's going to the Supreme Court over the age of a fetus uh, and uh, whether or not uh, uh, a, a very issue about Roe v. Wade we're going to discuss. More trans student cases are coming down uh, from the courts. We're going to talk about that. We have some really interesting things going on. We are so happy to have Denise Dirks, our, the foundation of uh, our radio show here. Yes, she is back. She is ready to roll, and uh, we're going to have a great time. But, Cal, we, we, we really appreciate you here. I'm so glad you're our producer, and I'm so glad that you just sit there and touch buttons. That's all you need to really well, do. Well, I, I obviously need to go out there and pull a bunch of wires, but we can do that uh, yeah. later on when we have some time. But uh, we, We're not wire pullers. We're, we're radio no, hosts. Well, you're right. But now... <laughs> Translated into wire pullers, right? Yeah, there we go, there we go. But anyway, we're having a great time. Uh, remember, most exciting, entertaining, sometimes informative show on earth. And I always say that because of this. Those of you who try to use us as authority in court or on a case, do not do that. Why, Todd, do we not do that? Well, because we're not giving legal advice, and if you use Radio Law Talk as your cited authority, well, on Radio Law Talk, I heard, that's probably not going to get you very far in a court of law. But where will it get you far? Oh, well, if you're hanging around the uh, dinner table with family and friends and somebody says, you know, they say, well, you can come back in that context and say, well, I'll, I'll see your they say a little gambling reference and I'll raise you with a radio law talk reference. And that should help you prevail. That's exactly right. Well, Cal, we really appreciate you being here, Denise. Denise, you had a vacation. What did you do? I, you hung out or what? Yeah, I was gone for a long time and I really had a good time. This is this is this is that's the most you've ever missed our shows that's three true. three times in a row in right. five years. That's right. Denise Dirks is a family law attorney. I'm a personal injury lawyer, and and Todd is a former prosecutor for a DA's office in Tennessee and in California. And now he's got his own criminal practice. We like to talk about those areas of law. We talk about all areas of law, and uh, but what we're here for is one thing, and that is. Case or no case, Cal, can you just set it up? Now it's time to play Case or I, No I, Case. I think I can, yeah. Um, All right. All right. The Palm Pilot was innovative. The first smartphone, you might say. They merged directories, calendars, and various other software into a pocket-sized miracle that included a telephone. Well, Apple and other manufacturers were all over Palm, looking at each innovation and asking, how can we take what they're doing and do it better? But they learned that Palm was also excellent at covering its tracks in copyright court. Palm has literally hundreds of patents of its own, and we managed to dig up four that seem to directly implicate the iPhone in just a few hours of searching. Imagine what Palm's lawyers could do, armed with their actual knowledge of what Palm owns and the motivation of some serious hourly fees. 
and they did it. But that pesky Apple Corporation. Ugh. The Palm Pre employed a multi-touch screen and gestures almost exactly like those now used on the iPhone. And if you recall, Steve Jobs introduced a multi-touch iPhone with a slide reading to media outlets. Multi-touch patent. Without so much as a shred of analysis, the media just started hyping it that way. Palm decided to grab its lawyer and ask if it should sue over how one touches and interacts with their phone. And so they asked, case or no case? Todd Kiernan, what say you, my friend? You know, I wasn't even looking at you at all during this entire <laughs> setup. I, I was staring off as if, you know, don't make eye contact. First person to make eye contact loses. <laughs> and and you, you contact me. All right. Because so, I like you so much. You know. Oh, oh thank yeah. you very much. Wait, nice, nice save there, Cal. Well, nice save. You. Did you have a Palm Pilot? I did. <laughs> I did. I loved it. I, I had all the way up through the little Palm Pre, the little one that looked like a black rock. I, I loved Palm. I, I loved it, too. Great. And yeah. I had like a little typewriter, not typewriter, uh, uh, yeah, keyboard, keyboard right. that I could plug it on and do stuff. Oh, man, I love that it thing. was awesome? Yeah. Yes. My, my first smartphone was an Apple iPhone, and I have been an iPhone connoisseur ever since. Well, so, there you go. Well, thanks to Palm, that's how that happened, just yeah. in case you're wondering. <laughs> you know, so I'm going to say... Um, I'm going to say. Let's this, not this, say. Don't say. We well, got, I don't we know. got 30 seconds left. We've got about no, 30. No, we, we've got like a minute and a half left. Oh, yeah. My yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so I'll, I'll, t I'll tell you. I think that this is no case, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Because we don't have Palm anymore, and if Palm had a case, they would have filed it. They would have won, and we would still have Palm. But Palm is kind of like, you ever hear from him? Because they probably made the decision, let's not sue. We don't want to tick them off. So I'm going to say scenario, but no case. All right. I think that's a, a wise choice. Denise Dirks, what say you on the Palm and Apple thing? Case watch, or no case? Watch. She's going to do the stall I... tactic. Mm. She's good. <laughs> Sorry, baby. I call you baby. <laughs> you call me baby. baby. Yeah. He missed me. I missed her so much. <laughs> I did, man. We uh, did miss her. Oh, uh, my goodness. Well, see, something tells me about the lead up to this and that there were hundreds of copyright protections. And I will bet you 10 to 1 that Palm made a mistake and did not copyright that touch technology. Hmm. Well, so I'm going to say that it is not a case because Palm didn't have a case to bring. Did you hear that, Fred? Ten to yes. one. That means if she loses, ten points off. Ten points off. Well, when we uh, come back, what's the score? <laughs> now, hold know. on. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to talk about Palm Pilots. Stay Hang tuned. On. We'll continue. This portion of Radio Law Talk is brought to you by Strauss Naturals. Yeah, wait, wait. For more information, on, go to StraussNaturals.com. So what we're doing, guys, is saying, so you know. S-T-R-A-U-S-S, StraussNaturals.com. trying to close out at the end. Wayne Elliott here to tell you about my experience with Strauss Naturals Heart Drops over the past 20 years. Strauss Heart Drops saved me back then and changed my life forever. It's hard to describe how invigorating it is when you support your healthy blood flow everywhere. There is scientific evidence that Heart Drops ingredients help maintain healthy lipid concentration. Cholesterol is in the blood lipid group. This supports blood flow, our body's most important function. I was able to maintain a healthy heart and blood flow. Strauss Heart Drops work, I can assure you. No contraindications with pharma drugs. Strauss Heart Drops are safe and Strauss guarantees your satisfaction with a hassle-free guarantee so you can't go wrong and certainly have nothing to lose. 
I've seen folks taking heart drops that have greatly improved their lives. Available online at StraussNaturals.com. Thank you very much. These products may not be right for you. Always read and follow the label. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376-800-918-1376-800-918-1376. That's 800-918-1376. Medicare rules are confusing. They should be. There are over 130,000 pages of regulations. There's Part A through D, Medicare Advantage, and Medigap. According to the CMS, there are government programs available that can help you pay for your medical expenses. Choosing the right Medicare plan is a really big deal. The wrong choice can cost you a lot of money, and the right choice can put more money in your pocket. Call one of our licensed representatives today. At 65 Plus Medicare, our free service can show you a plan that will maximize your Medicare benefits, ensure you are taking advantage of all available government assistance programs, and save you money. Plus, call right now and get a free report on how to avoid costly Medicare mistakes. Call now. 800-220-7612-800-220-7612-800-220-7612. That's 800-220-7612. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-738-0170. 800 800-738-0170. 800-738-0170. 800-738-0170. I like that show. Who told you that? You're listening to Radio Law Talk. And now back to the show. All right. We were talking about uh, case or no case. Denise, you said what now? I said that Palm, the attorneys made a mistake. They didn't copyright the touch portion of their um, Palm Pilot. I think you're right on. Denise, I think that's exactly right. Palm Pilot did something wrong, and um, 
Uh, I don't think they protected it, but I'm going to go on a limb and I'm going to say there was a lawsuit and Palm lost. I'm going to say there was a lawsuit and Palm lost. So you guys both said no case, correct? That's right. And then I'm going to say there was a case and Palm lost. Well, you know, and, and that's significant because during the break, yes. Denise is the official scorekeeper and we tallied the scores based mm-hmm. upon what we've gotten over the last three weeks while she was gone. And where are we at, Denise? Uh, Todd needs one to win. Oh, here we go. Point to win. How All far right. am I behind Here we him? Go. Uh, you're four points behind him. Ooh. So you need five to win. And Denise just said ten to one. <laughs> she said ten to one. So you can't win for sure. <laughs> that's, that's oh, like, is that what I said? <laughs> yeah, you said ten to one. I heard it right out of your own mouth. I'll bet uh, you ten to one. I bet you that. I did say <laughs> that. that. Mm, okay. All right. So now here we go. You want to know the answer? Please. All right. Case and Palm lost. Yes, Fred Penny wins uh, again. Or would it be Apple where's the, Wait a minute. Where's the Where's the applause? Or well, something? because I, something. It, it was too fun. But let, let me let me tell you the story. There we go. That's what I like. That's what I like. All right. Steve Jobs introduced multi-touch on the iPhone with a slide that read on it, patented, and nobody in the press challenged it. And Apple had not filed a patent. Ooh. Nonetheless, by the time they got to court. I mean, this without a shred of, of journalistic analysis, instead of hyping up a supposed future conflict, Palm decided to grab its lawyer and ask if it should sue. Apple developed a death grip on that technology. They walked off with all the marbles, and if they did not, guess what? You would be talking on a Palm iPhone right now, wow. right? I mean, if you think about it. So what happened to the operating system? Remember Meg Whitman? Yes, we do. She yes. went back to HP. Hewlett-Packard bought the Palm OS and ended up putting it into a bunch of smart TVs for a while until Google took that market over. Primarily, most of those are all Android now. But when you bought a smart TV in that little bridge time, it was with the Hewlett-Packard slash Palm operating system, which is no more. That is crazy. I've got an old palm sitting in my desk. I yep. mean, I wonder. It's probably worth money. I don't know. I don't know. I still. Yeah, I have one too. Yes. Did you get two points? Two points, and that is what, Cal? Right, ladies and gentlemen, is a case or no case? Yes, Fred. Fred. With Fred, congratulations Fred, to you, Fred. Fred. And I love that. I love that. that's the greatest, <laughs> greatest little bumper in the world, Fred. And Fred. now back to. I tried to get others. You know, this actually came from a. Yeah. From a musical, I found that, and I tried to find. Uh, I've, we have to hire a jingle shout company, probably, okay. to All do right. this. You know, right. to go Denise, 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 and then the extra syllable costs more money. Todd is cheaper, of course. <laughs> okay, so let's just do Todd because Denise is expensive. I mean, just say Todd, Todd, yeah. Todd, rather than Denise, yeah. Denise, Denise. Yeah. Yeah. Do we do we thank Strauss Naturals? Did we thank I them? did. This portion of the show is brought to you by yeah. Strauss Naturals. That's StraussNaturals.com. Yes. Listen, noisy neighbors, neighbors who don't cut their grass uh, the right height, neighbors that are not following the CCNRs, neighbors that are playing their music too loud, neighbors that don't go to bed at the right time because of the CCNRs. What do you do about that stuff? Well... Most people like to call the police or the, you know, the city or the county and tell them the violations that they're doing or, or if they're building something or doing something in the yard that's a violation of, the, of a code, they will normally just say, okay, I'm going to call and, and leave a message and tell them that this, this neighbor is 
violating this code, this regulation, or noise ordinance, or or even some places, CCNRs, Denise, that are actually your grass has to be a certain height, right? And so what happened in Florida, Denise, our illustrious um, foundation of this uh, radio law talk is going to lead us off and tell us what is happening in Florida concerning this. Well, what has happened is that Florida has enacted a new law that says you your neighbor anonymously. So now you have to tell your name and that person that gets a complaint has to say and put down your name and address too, and your address. And that way, the person that receives the complaint is going to know who made the complaint. Now, there are some exceptions, though. They the whoever the officers are will have the discretion. And this is the Miami Herald does a really good story on this, by the way, um, does has the discretion uh, whether or not they are going to investigate an anonymous tip. So you could still give an anonymous tip, but under the new law, they will not follow up on it unless, number one, the officer believes that it's a imminent threat to public health, safety or welfare or imminent destruction of habitat or sensitive resources then they can go ahead and do it anyway. But, and it gives the discretion to the officer still, but no more tattletaling, Todd. That's right. I think this law is absolutely awesome. And I'll tell you why. Because you get told on them all the time? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, if you think about it. So if, there, if, there's a, if there's a noise complaint, right? Right. A noise complaint can be an infraction. Depending on the nature of the complaint, could be a misdemeanor. Could, some things could be crime. They're technically crimes that people are reporting, right? So crimes have to be proven in a court of law beyond a reasonable doubt. And if somebody wanted to fight this complaint when the officers showed up, let's say it was a noise complaint, the officers get there, there's no noise. How are they ever going to prosecute that? The state would waste so much time in this because they don't have a witness to come in and say, well, this is what happening at this time, and we tried to tell them to stop it, and, and they have to show that it's repeated conduct and everything. This just saves a lot of headaches. Plus, it also gets people out of this maybe vindictive neighbor who calls the cops to make a complaint over something that didn't happen. Right. And but you got to deal with the cops because somebody made an anonymous complaint. I like this law. If you're going to complain about somebody, step up and put your name and face behind your complaint. Woo! That was pretty hot. <laughs> Boom! Okay, when we come back, I want to bring up the positives and the negatives of this thing. Because this is in Florida. It's probably going to go across the country. So we're going to be back with Radio Law Talk. I always say, put your seatbelt on, pull that strap tight. We're going to have a great show. You are listening to Radio Law Talk. We appreciate the fact that you're doing that and invite you to stay tuned and remind you if your radio station turns us off for some reason, you can turn us on anytime at radiolawtalk.com. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. 
You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 Network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-738-0170, Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance. It's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-670-0940. That's 800-9218. Radio Law Talk. I like that show. This is no fun. Radio Law Talk. Now back to the show. Radio Law Talk and RadioLawTalk.com. Welcome to people all up and down Georgia's coast. I know we're on a lot of radio stations up and down the Georgia coast. Welcome to Georgia. I'd say Bulldogs, but there's Georgia Tech, right? And what are what's Georgia Tech? They're the... Rambling oh, Record, yeah, Georgia uh, Tech. No. Are they the Yellow Jackets? Yellow Jackets. Yellow That's jackets. exactly right. Not Rambling Record anymore. No, Dang it. No, no. That there was back that. in, Cal, that was back in 1904. <laughs> back when, back when the crust of the earth was cooling. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> what, did you see this week the change in a name for a major sports franchise? No. Oh, was it Washington? No. 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 Cleveland Indians. What? And what's their new name going to be? Guardians. Guardians. The Cleveland Guardians changing the name. I like that name. I like the Indians and, and and the Washington football team. I think they're probably going to stay with the Washington football I team. I think it's cool just Washington the way it is. Yeah. Right? Just leave it. I like the Indians. I See, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe I, I got to be careful because we're politically neutral. But my family, my side of the family, my dad said we're all Chippewa Indians. And so my grandma is dark as dark can be. She and. I, I'm proud of being an Indian and having my Indian. Everyone's like, why is my, if you look at my skin, it's red, kind of reddish. And it's because I get it from my dad's side. But my dad married, my mom was a blonde, green-eyed woman. And so it kind of, but my dad's side's darker. And it's interesting. But anyway, my Chippewa cousins and love them to death. And, and I'm I'm proud of the heritage of uh, being American Indian. I don't I don't see any problem. But that's me. I don't see any problems with Keeping the word Indian. I love it. <laughs> so anyway, I'm not full-blooded Indian, and it depends upon the, uh, on those that, that, that decide that. So let's talk about the noisy neighbors. We were finishing up. What are I, We're lawyers. What are the positives and the negatives? And by the way, I always, uh, Ariel my, is my friend. We are also on um, Fireside, and I, we talked during the break to our friends on Fireside, and, and he mentioned that it is true that this is all over – 
the United States. It's not just in, in, in Florida that this is happening. So the question is, what are the positives and negatives of this? First of all, I'm going to throw it to you. Uh, um, let's do it to Denise. What are some negatives of this law being passed? Because Todd loves it. What do you think is going to be the problem with people having to state their name and their address? They Well, first of all, they may not make complaints because they have to disclose who they are. Mm. So that's one problem. Yes, and that's a big issue because there were, you know, the purpose of it is they're wasting taxpayer money. That's why the the uh, Florida did this because a lot of frivolous calls and you know little like Todd said banter back and forth between neighbors and it's costing taxpayer money. But like you say, when there's something that really needs to be complained about, some might be worried about it because they have to get their name and address, right? right? Especially a lot of times the elderly, to be honest with you. But <clears throat> the thing true. is, they could still give it anonymously, and then it's at the discretion of the officer whether or not they're going to go ahead and still pursue that complaint, uh, especially if they believe that it is an uh, imminent threat to public health, safety, welfare, or imminent destruction of habitat or sensitive resources, which is broad in general. Yeah, what I was going to say is, you know, look, if something really bad is going on, we talked about that. What about if there's a really egregious uh, violation that's going on and the person reporting it wants to remain anonymous? Well, look, if you call in anonymously and you say, look, I don't want to give my name and number, but I'm telling you, you drive a cruiser by this house and the cop will be able to hear it. Now, that is one where they could investigate, they could go forward with that, because now you don't need the anonymous caller mm -hmm. to make your case. The cop, the officer would have independent, an independent uh, observation of their own to see that there was a noise complaint. If the cop's driving down the street and the music is blaring so loud that the cop can hear it you know, a block away or, or from the street and realize that it's loud, well, now the officer is the witness to the noise complaint. You don't need the anonymous person. Where you need the anonymous person's ID is if they say, look, there's a, there's a really loud party going on and they died down now, but we think it's going to come back. Can you come over? I don't want to leave my name. Well, the cop's not going to do anything because they have no way to make the case. The benefit of all of this is it brings the investigation of low-level misdemeanors and infractions in line with how we treat all other investigations of criminal case cases. And it puts officers back in the role of investigating crimes and enforcement of the law and takes them out of the uh, metaphorically parents coming in and telling two kids to be nice to each other, which is what a lot of people use law enforcement for. Right. I, I just I didn't want to get involved in anybody arrested. I just want you to come in and, and, and so resolve the dispute. That's not what cops are there for. Right. You know, so. Well, ready for the statistics? Like you want some statistics? Stat, to, stat uh, me up. Stat you up. This is according to Miami Herald. Hillsborough County, 45% of the complaints were anonymous. Now, Guess how many complaints uh, they occurred in 2019 in Hillsborough County of, you know, enforcement some sort to the county? 35,610. That is a lot of complaints. 35,610 complaints about the grass is not high enough or this person's got their stereo on or this person's driving their car and bumping their music too loud. Remember we talked about that case when the guy was bumping his music too loud and the mm -hmm. cop – the, the five-mile-per-hour uh, pursuit. Remember that one we talked about? Yeah. 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 Go ahead. I, I think you could also look at this and say, to what extent does this law actually 
promote public safety. How many times have you seen officers being called out on some sort of dispute that should otherwise be a civil matter, but as soon as the cops show up, it escalates into something where somebody's going to jail, somebody gets handcuffed, some, you know, it gets difficult, and, and it, was, it was a minor complaint that the officers got called out on, and it blew up into something simply because the officers were called into something that they probably shouldn't have been called in to begin with because adults should be adults and just deal with it. Oh, come on, Todd. Adults so. can be adults. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. New Mexico. If you live in New Mexico, this is a little bit of a shock. And I'm a plaintiff's lawyer on the plaintiff's side of stuff. Well, there was an actual case where an individual in New Mexico went to the gas station with you know his little one-gallon thing of gas because his car had run out of gas. And According to the, uh, you know, according to the facts or alleged facts, he was looked inebriated and was inebriated. And they and the clerk argued with him, saying, "I'm not going to give you gas because you're inebriated." But he finally relented and gave him the gas. The guy went back, filled his tank up with uh, with the one gallon of gas or whatever, drove drove over, and filled it back up his car up, and then dropped his friends off that was with them, and then. Uh, uh, was driving while drunk and uh, killed a person in an accident. So what happened, the lawsuit occurred, and obviously the drunk driver, do you think he's got a bunch of money to be paying out on a case for someone where someone died? Uh, generally not, and so they sued the gas station. And there is a thing called uh, negligent entrustment, and in California we talk about this all the time, um, but in general, negligent entrustment is if, if, if you have keys and you know your, your buddy's drunk, you hand him your keys, you're going to be held liable or could be held liable for handing the keys while driving drunk, right? Or let's say for an example, as another example is, okay, you know this person's drunk all the time or, or, he, or he continues to be drunk and he's your roommate and you hang your keys up on the wall and he doesn't have a car and you know before he has taken those keys before and, and driven the vehicle, that could be a negligent entrustment lawsuit. So the question is, does negligent entrustment imply to gas stations and whether or not a gas station needs to now be an enforcement arm of the government and determine whether or not someone's drunk enough? And the, guess what the Supreme Court held? Cal, do you know? Do you know the answer? Uh, I, I was just thinking the way they did bartenders, so why not gas stations? The answer is gas stations are in New Mexico now, and I guess apparently in Tennessee also has done it. So, yeah, you can see Todd shaking his head over there. Todd, Todd, Todd. I, yeah. I think this is a terrible decision. I don't like I, it, I, but, yeah. I absolutely agree with you, Denise. You know, we don't always agree on things, but I think this is a terrible decision for a few reasons. First, the, the bartenders and the gas station folks are in completely different situations. The bartender is actually serving and providing the individual with the substance that is causing them to be intoxicated. And they're in a far better position to recognize drinking patterns, how much the person has had to drink, whether they came in intoxicated and bought alcohol to get further intoxicated, in a much better position than a clerk at a gas station who just sees somebody come in. Now, as far as this law is concerned about selling them, the idea is, well, you provided them the means to stay on the road. Look, unless somebody came into your gas station on empty and the car was sputtering and dying, guess what? Most of the time, they've already got gas in the car. So did you provide them the means to stay on the road? Probably not. They probably could have continued to drive. They just stopped off to get gas. Very interesting because the... 
test is whether they knew or had reason to know they were intoxicated. And that is very broad. When we come back, we're going to talk about Bill O'Reilly. Thanks for joining us. This is Frederick Penny, your host of Radio Law Talk. Stay tuned because Frederick Penny, Todd Kuhnern, and Denise Dirks will be back with more Radio Law Talk very shortly, right here on your favorite radio station and streaming live on radiolawtalk.com. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. Ready to grow with you. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-7092. 800-918-7092. That's 800-918-7092. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. 
Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars, and they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called the Tax Doctor, and the Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they are able to work it out, so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe ten thousand dollars or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. Eight hundred two six three two six one zero. Eight hundred two six three two six one zero. That's eight hundred two six three twenty six ten. If you pay my fee, I'll take your case. Time to get back to Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio station. Every time we do that kitty bump, I, I just start laughing. If you take my fee, if you pay my fee, I'll if take you your case. Pay my fee, I'll take your case. <laughs> just by the way, those at the bar that's listening to us, no, that's not the case. We don't do that, but it's just a funny <laughs> kitty bump. We, we should have we, we should have had him record one. Reasonable doubt for a reasonable fee. You know <laughs> yeah. that would be. Uh, Oh, <laughs> uh, what we do here to entertain you guys out there in Radio Land. Uh, look, we were talking during the break, um, and again, we talk on Fireside during the break if you ever want to join a, a, an app. It's going to be coming nationwide uh, to uh, to everybody, but it's in its uh, beta testing right now. It's called uh, Fireside. But anyway, uh, we are talking during the break with uh, some of our Fireside friends. This gasoline station thing is really, uh, in New Mexico, is really kind of, Throwing a little wrench for Todd and some of even our, some of our speakers, um, uh, who and I'm, I'm going to shout out Ray. And we talked to Ray about it, and uh, you know what? What about the the individual that uh, has a burger from a certain burger joint and is distracted and uh, can't you know and hit someone or hurt someone? Is the burger joint liable? Right? Okay. McDonald's McDonald's going to face a lawsuit because they sold a Big Mac to somebody. And, and and you know they were eating and you know and they should know dang it because the Big Mac has the sauce and the lettuce has always fallen off and you're trying to do this and they sell you chicken nuggets and now you got to use two hands to dip it in the sauce and stuff and so it's I'm it's, hungry now. it's nugget sauce liability that's the way things NSL. go or yeah. somebody is driving and they choke on it and they die exactly well, geez Denise that's kind of <laughs> morbid yeah you know you had to go there wow exactly you so, know yeah. but uh, you know another point that was brought up was uh, this idea that says, okay, we're, we're talking here about gas station owners and they're liable. liable. What about people that are distracted driving because they're on their cell phones? Does that mean that Apple, who sells cell phones, should uh, face liability because they provide the means of distracting a driver? You know, and that raises an interesting point there. Do I think that it will get to that? No, I don't. But because of that, I, I really think it calls into question the viability of this decision out of New Mexico where they say gas station gas stations are liable for selling gas what what are we going to have now a, a, an 
ignition interlock device, the thing you blow into. So if your blood blood alcohol is lower, you can start your car. They're going to put that on each pump. So now, now in order for you to Maybe. pump gas after ten o'clock at night, you have to go and blow into the interlock device, and then they got to make sure that it's calibrated. They're going to teach the nineteen-year-old how to do field sobriety tests. That'd be awesome. You know, I'd like to buy a gallon of gas. That's great, but uh, can you walk heel to toe? Uh, bend, <laughs> look back, close your eyes. I want you to touch your nose with your finger. Okay, okay, yeah. I can only sell you three gallons of gas on that one. If you'd done better, I could have filled your tank, but sorry. <laughs> well, what ridiculous. about the, the guy that loans the other guy? Here's five, you know, for gas. Is he now going to become, um, you know, liable because he gave him the $5 to put in the <laughs> like, tank? Like, like, a charitable act that results in criminal liability or, or civil liability. Good heavens. Like the kids on the corner, like, hey, George, will you go buy me some beer? You know, those guys, they're going to do the same. Hey, dude, here's a, here's a gallon, uh, a little jug. Will you go get me a gallon of gas? Yeah, let's see. Anybody looking? No, let's go get a gallon of gas. <laughs> yeah, the FBI's sitting across the street. They got the binoculars. Okay, we don't move until he hits pump. All right, just move. Go swarm, swarm, swarm. <laughs> oh, do we, do we take this to the extreme, but we appreciate the, uh, those of you listening to us about the New Mexico law. We're going to follow this and see what happens, but uh, we're going to talk about Bill O'Reilly. So Bill O'Reilly, you know, has had a few issues, and um, he uh, settled a, uh, what was it, a sexual discrimination, sexual harassment discrimination case uh, with an individual by the name of Andrea Macris, and uh, settled for nine million dollars and with that what's called an nda in other words they, they can't talk about it right you can't talk about it there's a big issue about free speech that we're going to talk about here in a second but now she wants to go on the view and talk all about her issues and her case against uh bill and the things that she um the allegations she brought against him you know and you know what i I think a, an agreement's an agreement. You know what? You got $9 million for it. And she said, quote, and I quote her basically saying, well, you know what? I really, really never wanted the $9 million, but wanted to hold Bill O'Reilly accountable. Wait a minute. Wait, <laughs> Cal, where are the crickets? Where are the crickets? Wait a minute. Come on, Cal. you got to be no, ready I, on this. No, I can't because I, I want to make sure I understand what you're saying. She's saying the money means nothing? No, she said... Generally speaking, she didn't want to take the $9 million, but wanted to instead hold O'Reilly accountable. $9 million. Now she wants to talk, and there's an NDA. The question is, do the NDAs, do the NDAs, do they hold water, and whether or not it's constitutional enough that they can say, no, we have freedom of speech, we can talk about it. Go ahead, Todd. Oh, yeah, you might have freedom of speech, okay? You might. But guess what? You can waive any right... You can waive any right that you have under the Constitution. You know how you do that? You have the right to remain silent. But if you want to testify in your own defense at a criminal trial, you waive that right to remain silent and you take the stand and you plead. You have the right to remain silent when you, you don't have to talk to police officers. People waive that right and talk to cops all the time. You have a right to an expectation of privacy, but people let cops into their house all the time to go ahead and do that. You can waive the right and she has the right to freedom of speech. And she waived it when she signed an NDA in exchange for $9 million. She says she never wanted to take it. Well, no, 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 but, I to but you did yeah. take it. Yeah, yeah. You did take it. Did you give it back? No. Did you, you sign on the dotted line? Yes. They paid the fee. They paid the fee. Exactly. Right? 
I know. This is interesting, but they're, they're arguing. So right now, what the, the, uh, she was going to go on The View. They did postpone it because Bill O'Reilly and his legal team went to New York uh, courts and are filing what's called a temporary restraining order. And as it stands right now, uh, the judge has asked Miss um, uh, Macaris's uh, counsel, tell us why uh, I should not enter this temporary restraining order. And so now they've got to to tell them why. That Which is basically, not. isn't that what's called an order to show cause? Right. And it shifts the burden onto the person that's going to get restrained or right. <clears throat> should be restrained. Right. That's exactly right. You know, and, and I think about this. Her statement was she didn't want to take the $9 million, but she was – instead she wanted to hold O'Reilly accountable. Well, let's look at what happened to Bill O'Reilly's career after these allegations. He was the number one draw on Fox News. Right. He's not on Fox News anymore. He had to step down or was fired. Whatever happened, he's not there anymore. I think he's tried to revive it, but he's not, not anywhere near the popularity he used to be. And I would say, yeah, he's been held pretty accountable because that, that was not a, a light wait. hit to his pocketbook to be taken out of Fox News. But wait a minute. Here's the issue. The issue is, was he held accountable? A $9 million check, was he held accountable? And I know some of you are going to argue that they needs more. Well, that's that's what they agreed to. And she was, what? Represented by a lawyer. Yes. And I'm sure that lawyer gave her the advice, look, here's the options. And, and that's the deal. Cal, go ahead. <laughs> that, that was it. $9 million bucks. Even at his wages, that was like... That was more than half a year for him. I mean, that right. was a significant amount of money for him. Right. So he did. He basically, what we're saying is he was held accountable with $9 million. You said you were going to say Skeptically, I would want to know if uh, – it might they might not be able to do this ethically, but I'd want to know if the lawyer representing her was being paid by the hour or if he was entitled to a cut of the oh, $9 no. million. Oh, a cut. I <laughs> because, because if it was a percentage, I could see, yes, yes, you should take that because I really need a third of that $9 million right now. <laughs> Come on, stop disparaging personal injury But you know lawyers. what, you guys, you're missing one of the major points. It's not just a free that speech. That wouldn't be the first time I missed a major point. I mean, it's public policy here. I mean, if you have a person out there that's harassing another person and they get to hide that by paying money, that, to me, it feels like there's some kind of a public policy wrong here. You well, know? well, no, the answer is, Denise, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... Uh, disagree on this issue. There's a lot. The Weinstein is an example. He is not only held criminally liable, he's paying out check. He paid out a lot, right? So he paid out money and is held criminally liable. So they can do both. So they, they do do both all the time. So and in fact, I got cases where they're being held criminally liable and I'm still we're still suing them in a civil action. So yeah, both. You're and, right. But and, both. and I would say from a public policy standpoint, not allowing settlements like this would actually harm victims because now they can't receive monetary redress for their grievances. I can't settle because it's a public policy problem. I think that would be even worse for victims. Well, we come back, hour number two, we're going to talk a little bit about some recent uh, rules and laws that have changed in New York. I'm Fred Penny, your host. Hang on to hour number two, Cal. Two more hours of Radio Law Talk are coming up. And remember, you can hear us live every Saturday, 9 to noon Pacific time, just by clicking over to radiolawtalk.com. All previous episodes are stashed there, too, in our podcast. We'll be back in a bit. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.
addiction or alcohol problems? If you're depressed, drinking, and using drugs, you may need help. And the Affordable Care Act guarantees coverage of substance abuse. I knew I could get myself out of this. I just needed some hope and some help. I took the first step to recovery when I made the call. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-854-1055. I feel like I'm losing control. I'm afraid I'll lose my job or even my family. Call now for hope and help with proven gentle recovery programs. I never thought that I could be somebody who didn't drink and use drugs. I'm in recovery, getting the help I need. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-854-1055. 800-854-1055. 800-854-1055. 